0: Just like an actual toolbox, you need to have a variety of financial tools at your disposal so your retirement portfolio can handle any situation that comes your way. Scott Searles is a certified wealth strategist and the CEO of Skybox Asset Management. He can help you build a solid financial plan that will stand the test of time. This is the Retirement Toolbox Podcast.
1: Time to march into another podcast. This is the Retirement Toolbox. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Searles, financial advisor at Skybox Asset Management. Scott, ready for another great show today?
0: Absolutely. Hey Walter, I'm gonna try something. See if you if you if you know how to respond. Oh Io. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Yeah, the Ohio State Buckeyes. I know you're not a fan, but
1: O H I O is that so? That's is that the famous Ohio State chant O H I O? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, we, we've got a bunch, but that yeah, that's the most well-known. Someone will yell out O H, and you'll hear someone else yell out I O.
1: Well, I so, know I'm not. Uh, you know what? What are you guys? Ohioans? Is that the right?
0: Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, Ohioans. Ohioan? I'm, yeah. I'm
1: not an Ohioan, but you know, my wife is a recent grad. Of the University right. of Cincinnati. So we have a Ohio connection now.
0: Well, I don't know if the, what the Bearcats uh, chat is down there, but the Ohio State did play uh, Cincinnati this year and destroyed them. <laughs> I know, but Cincinnati was not that bad. And they, you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, Luke Fickle, the Cincinnati coach is a Ohio State, old Ohio State coach. He was that coach after Trestle left. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. He's just, uh, and I think I don't think they've lost any other games this year. So it was just that Ohio State beatdown.
0: Yeah, yeah, which but, you know that, that's it's understandable. Buckeyes are ranked third in the country. Yeah, so.
1: they're they're a pretty good team. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, the Cincinnati stadium is beautiful. It's really, really pretty. I've been to the campus a couple of times due to my wife. You know. She went to school there. Now, it was an online, online program, but uh, I actually went to Cincinnati for business a couple times and checked out the campus while she was a student, and she didn't see it until graduation day. We all went out there and checked it out, which was really fun. But their stadium's really pretty, really—I I love those center-of-campus-type stadiums, right? Not the ones that are off-campus where they're just surrounded by a big parking lot, but the ones that are built into the fabric of the everyday campus life. I just always find those really cool.
0: Yeah. You know, and I tell you what, all of their facilities are amazing. My daughter, I took my daughter down there for uh, lacrosse when she was looking at colleges and uh, man, all the facilities are top notch. And like you said, it's all intermingled right there. And and it's, it's really, really nice campus.
1: Yeah, absolutely is. Well, good luck to the Buckeyes. A couple of weeks to go in the season now, it seems. And so hopefully they'll be able to make the playoff and We'll have a lot to talk about heading into the you know 2020 bowl season. So Absolutely. Should be exciting to see. Well, we've got a really fun show on the docket for today. A little bit later on, we're going to answer a mailbag question from Sally. Sally has fees and commissions on the mind today, so we're going to talk a little bit about those in the financial world. Plus, we're going to ask Scott a fun question a little bit later on about uh, what would he be good at you know, what's his passion outside maybe the financial world? If he had to give some sort of presentation on a particular topic outside the financial world, what might it be on? We're going to dive into that question a little bit later on as well. But our main topic of conversation to start today's program is going to be about how to live a retirement without regret i think that's something we could all strive for certainly nobody wants to live (laughs) with regret in any stage of life but especially in our retirement years we don't want that to happen but unfortunately simple mistakes that people make can sometimes lead to larger regrets during those retirement years and so on today's show we're going to explore some of the things that you can do to avoid living that retirement in regret and i think the first step here to recognize scott is to not make any sudden decisions That really comes down as part of the key right is just no knee-jerk decisions that usually will lead you down a bad path
0: yeah you know you you don't want to retire and uh you know the week after you retire go buy yourself a new ferrari go driving around assuming you can afford one of course uh you know or or start doing all these trips you know just kind of
1: really i I guess i'll go cancel my order then
0: Yeah. Well, you know, just when you get into retirement, you have to get a feel for it. You have to see how it's going. It's a huge lifestyle change. It's not just a financial change. I mean, you have been working your whole life more than likely starting when you were 12, 15 years old, whatever. You've had some type of job and now you've worked your whole life. You've got to this point. And now when you get up in the morning, you don't have to go anywhere. And that's a huge shock to a lot of people, and they're not used to that. So a lot of people feel they need to be doing something. They got to go do something, buy something. But you have to kind of get a feel for it. Just take your time, feel, you know, working from the financial side. I always tell people it's going to take a few months in retirement to get a feel of how, you're comfortable, you are with the income level that you're getting. And we can look at adjusting things and you can say, boy, I thought I was pretty good at this level, but boy, I find out I don't have an offer. It's too much or, or whatever the case may be. You know, It's also like that, you know, just from the emotional standpoint, you, you just kind of take a breather, you know, don't try to always be doing something, just relax and then work your way into that thing. That's what I find works out best for most people when they reach retirement.
1: When I was younger, and I think it still holds true to this day, my uh, mom would always tell me before making any major decisions in life, in anything you do, from schooling to relationships to anything, jobs, sleep on it, you know, wake up with fresh eyes the next day and look at the situation again after emotions have calmed down a little bit. Sometimes in the financial world, it may be even longer than just a day, you may need to take a week or a month or even a year if it's something that's really emotionally scarring or or had some trauma, the loss of a spouse or, you know, getting fired from your job or, you know, any kind of life changing, altering moment. Try not to make those sudden decisions if you don't have to. Have some patience and, uh, you know, really evaluate the situation. And you brought up a great point, too, Scott, is we often, I feel like on this show, sort of slip into always talking about the worst case scenario, right, or the the dramatic Mm -hmm. events of life. But you bring up a more mundane point, but a very good one and probably more even realistic. And that's just something as simple as you don't even know really how you're going to live your retirement life yet. So don't plan for the next 30
0: years based off of your first week of retirement. Right, absolutely. Because it it takes it's an adjustment process. You need to start to acclimate yourself. I guess stick a toe in the water kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Keyword process. And, yes, absolutely.
1: Other tip I would say that we should throw out there, Scott, how to live a retirement without regret would be to speaking of kind of jumping into things, don't jump into investments that you don't understand. I feel like so many people. Have investments, and they have no idea what the fund is or does, or what it's even called, or you know, maybe it's even worse than that. Oh, I didn't even know I had a annuity or mutual fund or X Y Z in my portfolio.
0: Well, you, you said that I don't even know I had an annuity. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I would probably not be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> um, you know what? When you're getting close to retirement, or you're in retirement the sharks smell the blood in the water they start circling the all these people that are selling annuities and, and products the next great thing and and they they send you invites to dinners at the Capitol grill so that you know they can push their annuity product on you and you know, not picking on annuities they certainly have their place and we do utilize them in plans with our clients a lot of times but it's part of an overall strategy and you need to understand it i pick on annuities because they probably are one of the most complex investment products out there and most people don't understand how they work and we go through the extra you know the extra process of going through every aspect of how not only you know, that your advisor gets compensated on these, but how, where all the fees are coming from. And you need to know that with every type of financial product that you work with and, you know, a good financial planner, they're going to have full disclosure. They're going to be very transparent on where all those fees are coming from. And if you're working with a a fiduciary, someone that's a a fee-based type of advisor, You know, it's a lot easier to understand. It's very clear, very transparent. But unfortunately, a lot of those products that, you know, whether it's insurance, uh, life insurance, you know, the annuity or something else that may fit in your plan is not as clear and transparent. And it's not fee based. It doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing, but you need to really understand how it all works and then make sure that it's something that fits your situation, something that's going to work for you. And you know, some guy, you know, buying you dinner at the Capitol Grill does no idea whether that product works good or not for you, but he does know he gets paid when he sells you one.
1: Yeah. Again, that key word from earlier, but in a different way, was process. Right. And so this is just a different way of describing that process and how it fits into the equation. This is more of the investing process, not the decision making process. But again, that kind of emerges is the key word here. I Mm -hmm. think a third point we can make about how to live a retirement without regret. And this one may seem a bit self-serving, but eh, it is our podcast after all work with a professional that's a great way to help make sure that you don't live a retirement without regret uh most regrets are going to happen when somebody's trying to do diy and it goes wrong i know from the last year of fixing up my house scott there are a few things i've done diy i'm really proud of and there's other things that i've completely botched and needed to hire a professional to come help me out with
0: yeah when the shower rod falls down on your wife she gets a little upset right Uh, right
1: yeah or you drill a hole at 10 o'clock at night into a water pipe and now you can't take showers for the next 24 hours.
0: <laughs> that's bad, Walter. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a bad one. But, uh, you know, it, again, we've said it and it's been the theme all the way through. It's process. That professional is going to help you with a process because you've worked your whole life. You've been putting money in your retirement plans. You've been saving money. You've been in that accumulation phase of retirement. Now, when you get to the distribution phase, a whole new ball game you invest differently. You now have to worry about taxes and tax law changes. You have to worry about, you know, estate planning and and the laws associated with that. And then of course, all the laws and the rules that go with doing the retirement planning and what's the best place to get money from, you know, to help supplement your income as you start to go through retirement. So these are all, the level of complication goes from a, hey, I could do it myself from just throwing money in my 401k up to, a. oh man, if I don't do this right, I could really cause myself some issues. And that's where a professional comes in and helps you kind of lay out the whole plan, lay out the groundwork. How should I be investing? How can we minimize taxes? Which account should I be using for funding this or that? What happens if the IRS changes the rules on this? Everybody that's listening to this podcast knows that I'm a I'm a big fan of trying to create that tax-free retirement later on. And I like to be able to minimize those taxes because I do think tax rates are going to be going up in the future. So, again, these are all things that that professional is going to lay this out for you.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Scott, and exactly right. Working with a professional will keep you from living those retirements with regret. So important. Last but not least, we've talked about the process through the whole show, and so it kind of naturally leads us to the plan. Have an actual plan for retirement. We're talking about a written plan here, Scott, right? Not just something that you've kind of verbally said you're planning to do in retirement, but but truly written out, detailed, and a designed plan.
0: Well, I'll try to tell you a story about a guy that Probably a couple years ago, when he first came to me, he retired from a, a big corporation. I, he had a, a seven-figure retirement plan, and when he first retired, I ran into him because he in, and inherited some some money, and uh, the person that he inherited it from was my client. So he came to me, he asked me some information about you know retiring. He was going to retire, and then he says, "Well, you know, I got a million dollars. I really can't screw this up." You know, I'm like okay, so he doesn't really do a plan. He doesn't really do anything. Fast forward to a few months ago, I, I get a call from him, and he he wants to set an appointment and come in. I said, I said great, and we get it all set up. And now he wants to do a plan because he started to realize that this is not simply just taking withdrawals. He started filing his taxes. He's like, I'm paying all this money in taxes. I've got my social security's taxable now. I'm afraid I'm going to lose it now because this market is getting crazy and I'm afraid of the geopolitical environment and the election's coming up. And he had all these concerns now where that plan was going to help him feel more comfortable with his retirement. And I think that's one of the keys is having that financial plan gives you a comfort level that someone that doesn't plan doesn't have it's like taking a trip if you turn off your phone and you don't take a map with you and you just hop on the freeway and try to find your way you may get there but man it might take you longer you, you may running into road issues, hit potholes, getting construction, all these things where if you had a plan and you knew exactly where you're going, it would be much smoother. You would feel confident. I know in my case, my wife would feel more confident too if I was driving along and had a plan. But I think having that plan gives an added level of comfort. And I think that's one of the most important aspects that you need to realize from getting it all laid out is that you're going to know that you're going to, you know, you've looked at all these different scenarios. You've analyzed all this stuff with the help of a professional. So, you know, the happy-go-lucky route doesn't always work and is, you know, not a way where you can bring comfort to yourself. Great
1: points as always, Scott. And if any of this resonates with you as you're listening to the podcast today and you haven't had the opportunity to meet with Scott yet to talk about your own financial situation, if you have any worries that... You have a, a lacking plan, uh, a plan that may have some gaps or some issues with it, and you're worried about living a retirement with regret. Uh, handle that situation today before it becomes any sort of reality. Avoid making sudden decisions. If you have investments that you don't understand, get that addressed. Make sure you know what's in your portfolio. Work with a professional and have that actual plan for retirement. That's the attack plan for making sure you don't live a retirement with regret. So if you want to do that, pick up the phone and give a call to Scott at 888-742-0111. That's 888 888-742- 742 Zero one eleven, or online. You can go to talktoscott.com and schedule time to meet with Scott right then and there from your smartphone or your computer. Go to talktoscott.com as another great way to get in touch. Scott, thanks for the help talking to us about living a retirement without regret. I'm sure that this is something that you talk to about every client that you meet with. And, and part of the reason they walk in the door to converse with you and to kind of go through their situation is this is something that's on their mind. Maybe they've seen somebody in their their life maybe a relative or a friend or a co-worker who experienced problems in retirement and they don't want to follow the same path
0: yeah you know walter and if you want to live a, a... A retirement without regret, and you want to have a plan and, and make yourself feel comfortable, you can always go to our website at www.skyboxasset.com and order our tax-free retirement toolkit. There'll be a little book in there that's going to uh, talk about the taxes and your retirement, and your 401k plan, a lot of different information in there, an audio CD, uh, and it's all free. We'll send it right to your door. You can just hop right online and uh, order it right on our website.
1: Again, that's at skyboxasset.com, and we'll put a direct link in the description of today's show notes where you can go get that toolkit as well, just to make it easy on you. So whatever app you're listening to today's show on, or you may already be on the website, just look in the description of today's show, or the show notes, if you will, and click the link in there to get to the free toolkit that you can order with just a few simple clicks. Again, if you want to get that, it's the Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit. You can get that very easily by going to skyboxasset.com or check out the link in today's show notes. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Scott a little bit better on today's show, something we do each episode to get to know Scott's personality a little bit more. And fun question for you this week, Scott. Other than something related to the financial world, what's a topic – that you think you could give a one hour presentation on without any preparation? Something right now you could riff on for an hour?
0: Well, you know what, Walter? I don't know if it necessarily is going to be correct. I, I don't, you know, there's a difference there between what I could tell people that would, that would be correct and what I could talk about. But I would <laughs> tell you that uh, a- Accuracy,
1: w- we'll say, doesn't matter at this point.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? What I do mostly when I am not working, when I'm not doing podcasts and helping people with their financial future is I'm at home fixing my uh house. So home improvement would probably be something I could very easily give an hour presentation on. I, I've I just finished remodeling my girl's bathroom. We I gutted it, put some tile floor down, put new uh you know, faucets and painted it and put wainscoting up. And then I finished my whole basement. So, nice, uh, you know, I I put a bathroom down in the basement and framed it and drywalled it. The only thing I didn't do is the mudding and taping, because that's definitely an art that I've not quite mastered. But I would say a home improvement. I, I can fix about anything. Again, I don't know how long it's going to stay fixed or how I actually, if I fixed it the right way, but... Hey, that's what I could do for a topic. I think,
1: um, Scott, you want to come down and uh, help fix up my house a little bit?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, I—it's funny that that you say that because I do have buddies of mine that I, I go over and fix stuff that aren't you, quite. You got to be careful who
1: you life. tell how handy you are too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That—that's that, very true. you you don't, you don't want to let too much of the cat out of the bag.
1: Well, you just announced it on the podcast. So folks, if you need home improvement help, Scott'll will be willing to come out and help you for free. The number to call is uh no, I'm just kidding. I mean,
0: <laughs> and we know we've got a lot of listeners to the podcast. That's too, right.
1: So you gotta be you gotta be real careful there, man. Oh, that's fantastic. Maybe that could be a like a side bonus for clients. You know, you, you come in and uh and, and work with Scott and you get a free one you know, a free pass for one home improvement project or something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Again, not. I can't guarantee it's done properly. That's right. It's that's right. Uh, hold
1: on. SEC is knocking at the door. The Insurance Commission is <laughs> is you know they're being alerted by that. We're we're just joking. There's a little sarcasm there. So. Yes,
0: yes. We cannot do that. Nor would I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that.
1: What is that? It's not rebating, is it? Isn't there some term that the SEC would have for that? Just.
0: I think it would fall under that definition, and for everybody at home, that's where. You, know, you exchange different services if in return for, having the financial planning work done.
1: Yeah, so that, sound, that sounds about right. Sounds like it'd fall under that. We are yeah. joking that, you know, we're not running a foul here. Just sarcasm. Sarcasm alert. We need to have a sarcasm button just so that there's no misunderstanding <laughs> here on the show.
0: That's what we need to have, Walter, to these things. It's a little console with buttons and so we can make sound effects Let's like do, do it. on the but radio. We'll take things to the next level one day and we'll, we'll yes. have that ready. Yes, like little, like a doing, you know, and <laughs> different <laughs> noises, like a, a horn. Exactly, I, exactly. I, unfortunately, i i would have too much fun with that we probably would not get anything accomplished on the podcast real
1: quick though i just have to hear what's been you know obviously if you've done that much home improvement and i mm-hmm. i kind of shared you know hitting the waterline snafu that i made earlier in the show what's the biggest guffaw you ever committed doing a home improvement
0: you know i have to think well so plumbing is probably my weakest weakest link so for some reason plumbing it escapes me. So probably my biggest thing is uh just water leaks when I when I do stuff. And I had one in particular that was leaking behind a wall and I didn't know. So that was probably my my biggest mess up was plumbing related.
1: There's uh only so much you can uh, behind the wall. Uh it was that something but that was something you connected and then it started leaking back there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's tough. I
0: thought I had it connected well, but apparently not. Until I, 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 until you know, I noticed there was a little water. So then it became a bigger project, undoing what I messed up.
1: I'm impressed that you uh, framed out a bathroom though and did it from scratch. That's pretty impressive. That's that's like next level. There's home improvement, and then there's like another level. That that's getting into that next level. So that's pretty cool. Taking it to that step, putting up the drywall, doing all that kind of stuff
0: well i i was helped out because in the house that we bought they did have a rough in for a bathroom in the basement so they had the whole you know for the drain for the toilet and they actually ran some water lines in the vicinity so i was able to then you know use that if i would have had to put in a drain pipe for the toilet in the concrete that would have been I would have called somebody for that. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, Next. again, next level stuff there. But yeah. still, impressed, impressed. So. Well, thank you. Well done, sir. All right, favorite part of the show, time we get to know our listeners a little bit better. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So who are we getting to know better on today's show? It is Sally. Sally has a question for us. By the way, if you want to submit a question, you can do that online at skyboxasset.com. Sally says, are fees and commissions the same thing in the financial world, or are they different? Trying to get a grasp on all the different terms out there.
0: Well, Sally, I am so glad that you asked this question, because this is something that creates a lot of confusion with a lot of people the difference between fees and commissions. So the big difference is that when you have a financial advisor that's charging fees, they are usually there's several different types of of ways they can charge fees. It can be a fee based on the assets under management that they're managing for you or it could be a flat rate fee that you pay a flat rate, you know, making something up, you know, $1500, $1000 to have a financial plan done. you you can pay fees like that now advisors that only charge fees are fee-only advisors and they are complete fiduciaries to their clients so in other words they have your best interest in in heart and there's no i guess you could say conflicts of interest in there sometimes that come into play with the second aspect which is commissions commissions are when and advisors motivated to sell something over something else because they get paid a commission on that. Sometimes that creates a conflict of interest. Back in the days of the wirehouses, before there was a lot of fees, you know, a lot of fees were being charged on clients' accounts and still a lot today, a lot of advisors generate commissions by trading your accounts, selling the stock, buying this one, selling this mutual fund, buying this one to generate commissions and that's how they survive. So that is the big difference between the fees and the commissions. A lot of the insurance products are still a commission product. So even if a fee-based advisor would place you know, an insurance policy or something that you would need, they would still get a commission on that type. My advice to you is you try to go with that fee fiduciary type of relationship with an advisor because you've got a better chance that that advisor is working in your best interest.
1: Interesting to kind of understand the layers of uh, the different ways that advisors get paid. And and that's a totally acceptable question, right, Scott? Someone should feel very free to ask an advisor or someone they're working with, you know, how do you get paid? Can you disclose that? That should be a very open book kind of thing.
0: I would tell you it's a primary question you should ask. And if your advisor doesn't bring it up to you and, and tell you openly, that's a huge red flag because... It's your money. It's your future. It's your nest egg that you saved and someone's helping you and you have a right to know how, you know, what their motivation is and how they're getting compensated to help you out.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. We're always talking about those red flags every time here on the show. Another example of it there. Sally, thank you for your question. And if you have any further questions about fees, commissions, how advisors get paid, what those things then tell you about the motivations behind an advisor's actions and the difference between fiduciary and suitability, there's two other buzzwords for you. Mm Very important to understand those things, and again, your advisor should educate you about them. That's why we have this podcast, to try and help educate you about those things before you come in. For your first visit. But if you are ready for that step, want to come in and have a conversation with Scott about your financial plan, very easy to reach out. 888-742-0111 is the number. Or always you can go to talktoscott.com. Very easy to do that. And schedule a time to meet with Scott right there from your smartphone or computer. Talktoscott.com, your place to go. Schedule a time to meet with Scott at a time that's convenient for you. Scott, thanks for all the help on today's show. Enjoy the conversation, and uh, we'll do it again next time.
0: Tons of fun, Walter. Go Bucks!
1: Yeah, there you go. Talk to you soon. That's Scott Searles. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.